To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. This is a Sunday session time now for the panel and joining me this morning, I have got commentator and TV producer Irene Gardner. How are you, Irene? Very well, thank you. Good to have you with us. We've also got News Talk ZB Wellington Mornings host Nick Mills. How are you, Nick? Great, thank you. Fantastic. Beautiful day in Wellington. Hey, did you go to the rugby yesterday afternoon? No, but I watched it. Oh, what a game, eh? What a yeah, game. But was I, that... I was going to say, I hear that you got over 16,000 people to an afternoon game. It it's good to fantastic. see. It was, it was a beautiful day in Wellington. It did, the whole thing looked really good. It was just 10 minutes of rugby that wasn't that great for us. <laughs> We'll move on for you, Nick. Irene, let's start with uh, smaller class sizes. It has been reported that the government will tomorrow announce smaller class sizes for years four to eight. I don't know. I'm presuming we would all agree that smaller class sizes would be good for both teachers and students, Irene? It would be hard to argue against that, wouldn't it? It sort of sounds like a no-brainer to me. I hope they are going to do it. It's only media saying so at the moment. It hasn't been announced. And it would sort of make sense politically when the teachers have been saying it's not just about pay, it's about doing sensible things to improve how we teach and how kids learn. So I think it would probably be something that would you know, make sense for teachers and pupils, uh, but would also make sense politically for our government. It does look, Nick, like they are listening. If if, if there happens to be uh, an announcement, as we're expecting tomorrow, it does look like they're starting to to listen to what the teachers are asking for. Yes, but more importantly to me is performance pay. It's something that the NZDI have just flatly said no to all the way along the line. And, you know, I reckon a really good teacher with 30 kids is a hell of a lot better than a very average teacher with 15 kids. Yeah, but are you going to keep that? Are you going to keep that really good teacher who's got 30 kids? Or are they going to get exhausted and leave the industry and we want them to stay? That's exactly where my point is. If we reward them for it, yes, we will. You know, because they are good. Whether they've got 30 kids in front of them, 25, they're good. And if you pay them well and look after them, they'll be happy with that. Um, so I've just, I'm a strong, strong advocate for it. And I think that that's something that has to happen and in time will happen. Reward the good and let the others, um, well, do whatever they want. Well, Irene, pay is going to come into it at some point because it's going to, if you're going to increase teachers over five years, over, you know, five years of schooling years, that's a lot of extra teachers. We're struggling. There is a worldwide shortage on teachers. We're struggling to get teachers already. This is, it's not going to happen overnight. It's, and they're going to need to entice more people into the profession. They are. And I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is going to come down to money. You know, I mean, you can't keep people in a profession, quite a stressful prof- profession, unless you pay well. So, yeah, I mean, all of these things are going to have to be addressed. And of course, Nick, where are we going to put them? If you've got yeah, an extra exactly. classroom in a school, is that is that another prefab going on the uh, on the um, what is left of a of a school playing field? I don't know. Yes, I'd love to see how this is all going to play out. And and Irene's right; we cannot find them. We cannot find the teachers for the numbers anyway. So it's all very well to say we're going to do this and we're going to do that. You're right; we don't have the locations and we don't have the have the, have the numbers of teachers. So how are we going to see it happen? 
I do think overall it's a good idea to start moving towards it. And as I said, I don't think it's going to happen overnight. It's going to take a while. But I, I do think it is important. I think it's, you know, I know what you're saying, Nick. You've got a good teacher. But what about the classrooms whereby there is a a teacher who's a little overwhelmed with 30 and would be much more proactive or productive can I leave 20? You, can I leave you with this? You'll always remember your teacher. You won't remember how many kids were in the class. <laughs> You'll always remember your teacher. You won't remember, oh... Yeah, maybe. I, well, I've got children who have a sense of it. Yeah, no. I, I tell you what, though, Nick. My kids came through primary school when they moved to the modern learning environments, and oh. my children will say to you right now, "I absolutely remember the chaos of fifty-five kids in a classroom." Yeah. So, yeah, I hated, yeah. I hated that idea. God, don't start up. That's okay. a whole new argument. <laughs> That's That's right, yeah. right, Irene, are you a fan of the TV show Succession? I am a big fan of the TV show. Okay, so <laughs> so a big week, <laughs> and we are going to try not to give any spoilers away for people who ha- who maybe haven't haven't, haven't watched episode three yet. Although I'd be surprised if they didn't know, because I, I've been in the middle of the North Island without Wi-Fi and very dodgy internet for the last sort of four or five days. So yeah. I couldn't I couldn't stream anything, couldn't watch anything, but I do check the news every day. And what catches my eye? A headline which pretty much tells me the spoiler for this episode, which I was yet to watch. And I was going, but this is so big. Why are you revealing it like this? It's become very difficult. People watch things at different times. And with that particular piece of television, it really helped to be able to view it not knowing what was going to happen. That was actually part of what was going on. And I felt quite privileged that I got to watch it not knowing. If you didn't watch it that night that it dropped in New Zealand, it would have become very hard not to find out. To be fair to media, most media did do that thing where they did a neutral top and then went, stop reading here if you don't want spoilers. But unfortunately, all it takes is one or two high profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's one in particular, which I can't describe because describing it will give it away. But yeah, they blew it completely. I know, I know. And look, the thing is, when you're when you're a good speed reader of news, Nick, like we tend to be, you you kind of through the article before you've even your brain's even registered what it's telling <laughs> no, you. Stop at the spoiler <laughs> line, <laughs> Nick. Are you are you into succession? No, I'm not, and I'm glad I'm not because I don't. I can never understand the idea of a father or a parent putting kids against each other. That's the plot that I just, you know, I've really been. I'm a strong uh, anti that sort of parenting sort of person, so I, I haven't. But I will watch it. But I'll tell you what: as someone that's an uh, absolute sports nut, you. You've learned over the last 25 years how not to actually hear the result before you go home and watch the game on Sky, haven't you? So, well, I mean, that's true. Different. Yeah, no, very good point. Although, Irene, I completely agree with you. Watching the episode, knowing what happened, I think took a lot of the power away from it. Everyone was, you know, saying this is the best episode of television they've ever seen. And I was kind of like, yeah, well, not so much because I know but what's going for on. for me, knowing yeah. it was pretty amazing. Amazing. So, you know, I think I'll always be grateful that for that particularly fab piece of telly I didn't know and that's not always the case because sometimes you watch shows you know some years after they were made and, and, and things have become quite famous and so you know that as you watch it um, but yeah it's it's an interesting one Nick is it okay to feed a horse head to a lion at Auckland Zoo while families are visiting um, over Easter I read this well, I was about to have my scrambled eggs for breakfast, and I just said to myself, 
No, I just, I just, I, it was, you know, one of those moments where you just shake your head in disbelief, you know, so I just can't even, even now to talk about it a couple of hours later is abhorrent. It's just, I mean, I know that there'd be farmers all up and down the country and saying, I'll oh, get, grow some, do this, do that. But just the thought of a child watching that, I, I'm a, also a strong believer that we shouldn't have zoos in cities. I just, I mean, and I'm actually going to talk about it on the show this week. I don't know whether we need to have a Wellington Zoo in the middle of the city. Do we need to have zoos in cities? And to see things like that, oh my gosh, I, I don't... Look, I know it's normal for tigers to feed on a carcass. They're just trying to show what they do in a natural habitat, Irene. But I, but I, I'm sorry, I, I'm laughing. It's not really funny. But but it's not reason, funny. But, but, I'm, but, I'm getting godfathers. Um, well, totally, totally. Um, you could just imagine a group of parents standing there going, "What?" And I'm not going to mention a word and hope my kids don't quite understand what's going on here. I reckon, Irene. I was saying to my producer before the show, I said, "I reckon I've been at that same zoo, and there were white bunnies in a." Cheetah enclosure. Now, I I don't know. I could have this, but I can remember seeing something there as well, and just looking around. And there's a whole lot of kids, whole lot of little kids with their faces up against the window, and a whole lot of parents standing behind, just with their mouths open, going, "No, what? Oh my gosh." There is something, and I suffer from it too, there is something hypocritical about the way we all are about this because throwing a neutral flank of meat into yeah. them is okay, yeah. but throwing a horse's head, which is like, oh, hello, horsey, is not okay. Just, just, so, and I get that, you know, like what Nick was saying, I mean, there's probably farmers listening to this going, oh, for goodness sake, get a grip, you know. But um, no, I wouldn't have advised them to show to throw a, throw the horse's head in after hours. Do the do the more neutral parts of the anatomy during the viewing time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Irene Garner and Nick Mills. Look forward to that conversation this week on the show, Nick. Thanks for being with us. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from nine AM Sunday, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.